Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to be talking about an event that to me is one of the premier events, not just in the country, but in the world, and it happens right here in Provo, Utah at Scenic View Academy. It's called OtCon, an unconventional convention for adults with autism. It's actually starting May 13th through May 14th, and it is all brought to pass because of Scenic View Academy. We could talk a little bit about the Academy and about OtCon and the role of this convention and the lives of adults on the autism spectrum. Joining us today are both Program Director Jared Stewart. Jared, thanks so much for being a part of this today. Thanks for having us. And Sarah Heuser. She's a Benefit Skills Coordinator at Scenic View Academy. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Hi. All right. First, Sarah, while I've got you, how many years has Scenic View Academy uh, hosted OtCon? Oh, good question. I think this is our fourth year. Fifth if we count the one year we were online. (laughs) Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So many events had to go online during the pandemic. So congratulations. This is your fifth year. Jared, give us the big picture of OtCon. What's happening this year and what can people look forward to if they attend it? So OtCon is a convention where adults on the autism spectrum or that identify with autism can come and get together in a safe and welcoming environment where they belong to meet other people who are neurodiverse and to to learn things together and just have fun. And again, as an adult with autism, there's just not a lot out there and certainly not a lot of other opportunities to, to associate with other autistic adults and not a lot of resources out there. Almost all of it's focused on children. And yet, of course, the funny thing about kids with autism is they grow up to be adults with autism. And and so then what? Um, So we wanted to provide a kind of a place of belonging where we could all get together and learn from one another and just associate with one another and kind of feel like we belong in the tribe and just have a, a space where you don't feel like such a minority and so different from everyone Uh, And it's hard to put that into words, but that's an experience that most people who are neurodiverse or who have autism spectrum conditions, they never get to experience that. And we hope to provide that every year with OtCon. It's a blast. And the event itself, OtCon, I think it's an opportunity for us as a community to be educated in the diverse abilities and potential of individuals on the autism spectrum. I mean, Jared, not only are you highly educated and incredible articulate leader, but Sarah is also a wonderful ambassador of autism. She's studying for her master's right now. Sarah, have you found that people put limitations or lower their expectations on what someone with autism might be able to accomplish in their life just because they don't fully understand autism itself? Yeah. So a lot of people have ideas about limits. Um, A lot of people seem not to understand that our limits are different, um, each person. Um, So I know a lot of people who, yeah, Higher academia and education is definitely not for them, but I also know a lot of autistic people who it definitely is, and I think it's kind of something that I run into over and over again where 
things that may be easy for people who aren't autistic are very hard for autistic people, and things that are very hard for non-autistic people are easy for autistic people. And um, so there's just kind of a not a, a less kind of thing, but a, a different, very much a different set of skills. Mm-hmm. Embracing that difference. I remember uh, talking to my youngest son and uh, about how his brain just thought differently and processed differently. Not not bad, mm-hmm. just different. We had to learn how to tap in uh, to that creativity. And, and it's been an extraordinary experience to be on that path with him. Sarah, the other thing I wanted to follow up, um, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about Otcon. Jared said, by having a convention that brings others together, it can for some on the spectrum be that rare opportunity to feel like they're fitting in. Is that what OtCon has been for you? And are you hearing that from other participants, that idea of, ah, this is a place that I belong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a once a year time to be part of the majority <laughs> um, it, um, and kind of understand what it must feel like being in a room of people who kind of think similarly as to what you do. Um, So, yeah, it feels a little bit like going home to family. Um, And that's kind of a a feeling I've gotten any time I'm in a space with a bunch of other autistic people. What a beautiful concept, too. And by the way, as we were talking about how Scenic View Academy is hosting OtCon and tickets are available, I should just say svacademy.org. Jared, will you describe this year's convention? Because in the past, I've been stunned at just how many different kinds of activities are offered during the convention and where they can play and be entertained and learn, too. Sure, yeah, we We hope every year to put together a really fun um, convention that has a lot of different options. We try to have all of our presenters either be autistic people themselves or be closely related somehow. Uh, We've got a great keynote this year, national bestselling author, Met Harrison. Uh, She has a doctorate from Princeton in Germanic languages and literatures, and she's really well accomplished. Um, But she's doing a presentation for us entitled Everything Good in My Life Came from Autism. And I think that's just a wonderful title for a a keynote because when you first realize that you're different, obviously sometimes it doesn't feel like good things are coming from it. And when you're struggling through childhood, not fitting in, um, and, you know, being that person where school and life just seems so hard and so difficult, it's really hard to think that good things might be coming from autism. But that's kind of the, the theme for this year's conference is the good things that come from autism and celebrating that. So I'll be doing a presentation on celebrating neurodiversity and we'll be having some great activities where we've got a a picnic with puppies where we we have canine connection coming where they're training service animals and we'll get to go out and and hang with puppies and do that. And there's an escape room and there's a manga studio. We have cosplayers coming, Um, lots of fun things. And then lots of places where you can just kind of wind down and, and take it, easy and, and we have a you know quiet places we have a sensory room and really whatever someone's looking for we're hoping they can get that if they're coming just to make connections and friends there'll be plenty of opportunities for that if they're coming to really get some skills or to talk with people who are dealing with autism in marriage or autism in employment um, or autism and anxiety or any combination of those we're hoping that they'll also get some tools that they can walk away with that'll be helpful but but to make it fun and not just a big heavy thing because so often Autism just feels so heavy, and I know for parents and for children, those are experiencing some of the challenges of autism, it, it is heavy. 
And even as an adult, sometimes it's still heavy. Um, but just have a time where we can also celebrate all of those good things that are coming, uh, like Med Harrison says. And Med Harrison, the writer, she's the one that wrote, is it The Bishop's Wife? She's written yes, mystery-, whole, whole mystery series. Yeah, yeah, mystery series, and I think some uh, young adult fantasy as well. So she truly is a, a big headliner and, and a brilliant headliner. And uh, how fantastic. So she will be one of the speakers. Jared Stewart is who we just are speaking with right now. You're the program director of Scenic View Academy. You said that your topic will be talking or addressing neurodiversity. Can, can you explain a bit for, for those of us who are still... And that's all of us still learning more about autism and its spectrum. What does neurodiversity mean? Neurodiversity is it's kind of a, a social movement, just saying that, like, OK, we celebrate diversity. And we're, we're learning more and more as a culture to value diversity and all kinds of diversity, human diversity. But one of the most undervalued kind is neurodiversity, which neuro just means brain diversity difference. And so it's just celebrating the fact that we often have people whose minds are wired very differently and that can be a huge advantage to society, even though it obviously can create some issues to be differently wired in a world that's not built for that wiring, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you look at, at Elon Musk, the world's richest man, you know, or, or Greta Thunberg, who is Times Person of the Year as well here recently. There's so many examples you can point to of people who have autism or other neurodiversities. And, and other neurodiversities might include things like attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, uh, processing disorders, dyslexia, you know, these kinds of learning disabilities. These are all differently wired brains that create problems because the world isn't made for them. And yet people with these so-called disorders often turn out to be some of the most successful people. And even those who, you know, maybe have some severe disabilities, uh, they have wonderful ways to contribute that diversity, that difference uh, to the world. And it's so valuable what they have to offer so that's when we say neurodiversity, we're trying to say, yes, let's celebrate that just like we celebrate different races or cultures or sexual orientations, we're also celebrating people whose minds are different. And I think what an example this OtCon is in doing that, because you're expressing how even though there will be uh, opportunities for socializing and playing with puppies, and there will also be times to and places to decompress and to have that quiet space. And that's in sensitivity from the diversity of individuals and, and what their needs may be. Sarah, as you work with benefits as a coordinator at Scenic View Academy, the goal of the academy from my understanding has always been to provide a place for adults on the spectrum to live independent lives. And and so talk to us a little bit, Sarah, from your perspective on how important that is for adults on the spectrum or, or teens growing up to know what kind of resources and support and skills training are out there for them. Yeah, um, I think when a person is first diagnosed, um, I was diagnosed when I was 18 and um all I heard were just things that I wasn't going to be able to do um, or things that I would have a hard time doing. And um, I really wish the perspective had been more like that I was going to need help with those things. Um, and so that's kind of what Scenic View is about. That's kind of what OtCon is about, is about um, providing support. And knowing that there is going to be support out there, that um, your diagnosis is not a burden, um, and that, yeah, you're going, you're going to be able to do great things, and you're going to be able to do a lot of what you want to do. 
And talk to me a little bit about Scenic View Academy in terms of the resources uh, and services it provides. Yeah, um, so we have a lot of work um, or job coaching, um, vocational kind of things, um, learning what they call soft skills, which is just kind of stuff that maybe comes really easily to other people or maybe doesn't, like showing up on time, um, showing up at all when you're even when you're not feeling so good. Um, but I think the single most um, wonderful thing about Senior View Academy is that it's kind of OCCON 24-7. Of a person comes there and they're finally surrounded by people who kind of have the same um, thought processes. And I don't mean that we all think the same or have the same opinions or the same skills, but that um, there's just kind of a oh, I don't know the word for it, a vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that that I personally pick up on when I'm around other neurodivergent people. Um, and so that has been, for me, is the most wonderful part about walking through the doors is that um, people are going to kind of understand how how I am and why I am and hopefully won't judge me harshly for it. And and you said that you were diagnosed when you were 18. I remember a few years ago you shared with me, and I wonder if you'll just take a moment, that once you finally had someone put in words what it was that you were experiencing so differently from others, it it, it helped you become so much more accepting and supportive of yourself. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we talk a lot about labels as bad things, as like, I don't want to label my kid, I don't want to label myself. But um, I think something that we have a hard time acknowledging is that, um, for me at least, I had labels growing up, and they were much worse than autistic. Um, Mm -hmm. Things like lazy and scatterbrained and weird and just that kind of thing. Um, And so having like a name that or a label that allowed me to find other people like myself and to kind of validate my experiences that I would say, oh, I, I think I'm different. And people who I think meant really well would be like, oh, no, you're, you're not that different. And you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, but having like a validation of why things were harder for me than I thought maybe they should be um, was a huge part of me having more compassion for myself and also some more compassion for other people. I, I love that. And I appreciate that. For those who just joined us, that is Sarah Hoyser. She's currently working on her master's degree at the University of Utah and is the Benefit Skills Coordinator at Scenic View Academy. Also joining us in this interview program is Jared Stewart. He's a program director with Scenic View Academy. And he's also been an adjunct professor at Utah Valley University for quite a while. And Jared, are you still chair of the Utah Developmental Disabilities Council? Yeah, until my term expires here uh, next October. All right. So, 2022. Okay, a few more months on that. OddCon is designed for those on the spectrum, whether they've been diagnosed or not. Is that correct? Yes, Yes, absolutely. Um, We're we're 
not going to be checking diagnosis cards at the door or anything. <laughs> you know, we might joke that we'll ask you a few questions about certain fandoms or whatever. But no, we're, it's really it's open to anyone who feels like they're autistic, like that they know they're autistic or if they're even autistic curious, if that makes any sense at all. Um, we're wanting them to go ahead and come and see. And we've actually, I, I believe, had at least one person who has come and because of their experience at OtCon, gone and sought out uh, a professional diagnosis um, because they, they, they realized that this really is what they're experiencing and they accepted that. And it, and it is difficult in, in a world when we go through, whether it be public schools or just society, that wants us to kind of conform into this similar type of behavior. Uh, it is very difficult to be a child or a teen or an adult when you have different needs and desires that are outside of that kind of narrow pathway. So I, I think of Otcon of and, I, and I almost think, all of us could benefit by going to OtCon. Parents who have young children, they think might be on the spectrum. For those of us who feel like, gosh, I really need to be more aware on how to be supportive of all the individuals in my life that are neurodiverse. Where do I learn that, Jared? Wow, that's a, that's a huge question. It is, and it's a, but it's a, one we all need to learn. Time, mm-hmm. We do. There, for a long time, there wasn't a lot of resources. You now can go to um, websites like the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network or to find books that are written um, like Neurotribes and so forth or Loud Hands where you can get an insight from a lot of autistics. For a long time it was thought that autistics couldn't even describe what they were going through and, and thankfully people like Temple Grandin have changed that and Temple's books are also a wonderful place to go. You can listen to things on YouTube. Um, if you're looking for just help and basic awareness, if it's just I, I just have a child or a friend that just got this diagnosis. You can obviously come to people like Sarah and me. If you can find our contact information, we're happy to talk with you. But also uh, the Utah Parent Center is a wonderful, wonderful resource. And the Autism Center at Utah Valley University, uh, the Melissa Nellison Center, is an excellent resource. There are so many more resources now than there ever used to be. And just keep looking through those till you find the right resources to answer your questions. And I appreciate that. You mentioned UVU's Autism Center, and that is relatively new. Is that correct, Jared? Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the actual building being built, it's only been, I think, like, oh, God, just only six, seven years, maybe not even that long. I don't know. I'll be honest. COVID, and it's probably done this for everybody, but COVID has made it so that I just don't even remember when things were before COVID anymore. The timeline has absolutely blurred. But the goal of that center was to be a support for students who are attending Utah Valley University who are on the spectrum and or to provide leadership and education for adults on the spectrum. Is that correct? Yeah, it's trying to serve the entire community of of Utah County and, and the state. And it does a really good job of that. And I, I get to help with their uh, passages program where we, we teach the young adults with autism who are coming to UVU or considering coming to UVU. They don't have to be UVU enrolled. Um, we teach them every semester what it means to be an adult with autism and some, some tools for dealing with self-determination and with emotional overload and anxiety and 
some living skills. And yeah, it's a great program there as well with passages. One of your terrific employees uh, who has been a part of Scenic View Academy uh, from the very beginning is also one of our co-workers in radio, Carrie Bushman. And she's a, a bit of a hero to me, a heroine uh, to me because of her advocacy and um, the education she provides to others. One of the things she shared with me about OtCon is that many of the sessions of this convention coming up in May are presented by others with autism, right? Yes, and we really try to, to have that be the default. If we if we can, we're going to have the presenter be an autistic person. Uh, it just lends it an authenticity that there's no other way to get, and there's insights that you're going to get from an autistic presenter that uh, no matter how well educated uh, a, neuro, you know, a non-neurodiverse person might be, they may not be able to really relate as well to the to the audience and I think it just sends a message too that like we can be experts on ourselves like that's we don't have to have other people with degrees and so forth that always are the ones telling us. Now, that having been said, if we can't find an autistic presenter, yeah, we'll we'll go look for someone else. But And the dates are May 13th through 14th. Do you have participants, uh, Sarah or Jared, that come in from out of state? Since as far as I know, OTCON at Scenic View Academy here in Utah Valley is the only convention for adults on the autism spectrum in the country. So do you have people coming from other states? Uh, we do. Um, I'm not sure about presenters this year, but um, last year, yeah, we had quite a few people, um, well, maybe one or two presenters who were from out of state, but we had people coming from quite far away on um, the East Coast to uh, to our Ocon, and it was it was really nice. I They had heard about it online, and they had flown in. I'm pretty sure that that must feel pretty uh, gratifying, Sarah, doesn't it? It does. It's it's nice to know that we're making our reach that far. <laughs> Talk to me about the speed friending session, Sarah. Is it like speed dating, but kind of a, an experience and, and getting to know new friends? Yes, yes. So it's very much like that. So it's just a minute or two of talking to someone and seeing if you click and then uh, moving on to the next person and seeing if you click with that person. Does that seem like a daunting thing for some individuals on the spectrum? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think um, it can be um, a a daunting thing, but I also think that the speed funding kind of makes it um, structured enough that uh, there's less, it's less daunting. So if I can talk to a person for just one or two minutes instead of having to talk to them in a non-structured setting for who knows how long, um, I, I'm i personally more willing to do that than to uh, just kind of arrange a time to go out with someone who might or not might not be a friend. Right. And, and, and most of us would feel a little nervous about crossing the hallway or crossing the room yeah. to make a new friend at a convention of people we don't know. So that For provides sure. that kind of natural way. Jared, tell me a little bit more about some of the other, are, are they structured kind of day by day in specific events or is it each day there will be a Magic the Gathering tournament? Each day there'll be a cosplay exhibit. So each day is a little bit different depending on who can come and which days. And people are welcome to come one day or both days. Um, and they're welcome to stay as long as they feel comfortable. I mean, sometimes even when you really want to be somewhere with autism, it's just so so much sensory uh, that we're receiving that sometimes our batteries are going to wear out pretty quick. And, and that's fine. It's it's a no shame, no blame kind of environment where it's like, great, if, if you can make it the whole day, 
and want to stay and go out to dinner with some people you met there, great. And if you just want to come for a couple sessions, great. It's a do as much as you feel you can do, benefit as much as you feel you can get out of it what you feel you can get out of it kind of situation. And we try to structure it enough that it's predictable and people know what their choices are each hour. But it's unstructured enough that if you're not feeling like doing any of the things on the structured, you can just hang out and and chill. And there's no problem with that at all. We have just a few minutes together, and I just wanted to make sure I understood. Besides the entertainment and the opportunity to socialize and hear from extraordinary speakers, there will also be skills uh, taught that will help these adults, uh, you know, move on in their careers. Is that correct, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. So um, one of our panels is actually going to be about um, professionals or presented by professionals who are also autistic, um, and that's just going to look like um, sharing how how people did that. Um, I believe I'll be on that panel. I don't. Jared might be on that panel. He should be. Uh, <laughs> and, might be presenting something um, else at that time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dang it. Well, finding out how to kind of accommodate yourself. It can be difficult to ask for accommodations from employers. I mean, that's our right under the Americans with Disabilities Act. But sometimes you're not in a place that you are that you feel comfortable doing that. So it's really about just kind of finding a career that's going to work for you and finding ways to make things possible for yourself when you can't rely on other people to do that for you. Extraordinary. And Jared, for those, thank you, Sarah. And Jared, Mm -hmm. for those who want to learn more about this two-day convention, May 13th and May 14th at Scenic View Academy, where should they go to get more information? Well, the easiest thing to do is just go to svacademy.org. S as in scenic, V as in view, academy.org, and uh, just click the link there for OTCON, or they could even Google OTCON Scenic View or OTCON Provo, uh, and it will probably come up. All right. I appreciate that. Jared Stewart and Sarah Heuser from Scenic View Academy. Thank you so much for all the details, and good luck as OTCON comes our way May 13th through 14th in Provo. And for more details, as you mentioned, SVAcademy. Org. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Thank Thanks. You. Hope to see you at OtCon 2022. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.